Hello, ako si Jess Cavillan. Kayo ay nakikinig sa bagong Rapture Podcast episode kung saan hihimayin natin ang mga maiinit at mahalagang isyo sa Pilipinas. Ito ang Rapture's News Break, Beyond the Stories. Sa episode na to, pag-uusapan natin ang panibagong push for charter change na tinatalakay sa Kongreso ngayong taon. Anong gustong makamit ng charter change na ito? May panahon pa ba para dito? lalo na't malapit na matapos ang termino ni Pangulong Rodrigo Duterte. Kasama ko ngayon si Mara Cepeda, Raptor reporter who covers Congress para himayin ang bawat sulok ng isyong ito. Hi Mara, thank you for joining me today. Hi Judas, thanks for having me. So I think my first question, gusto kong parang tanongin siguro agad. Can you tell us, ano ba yung key information na dapat malaman ng public, ng mga listeners natin, tungkol dito sa bagong push for charter change under Duterte? Itong latest and likely last push for charter change under President Duterte ay magpo-focus na lang sa Articles 12, 14, at 16 ng Constitution. Ito yung mga parts ng 1987 Constitution natin na nagpo-focus sa national economy at patrimonyo ng Pilipinas. Yung particular provisions na gustong amyandahan ng ating mga kongresista ay essentially nag-limit siya sa foreign investments in certain industries and sectors, katulad ng land, natural resources, public utilities, educational institutions, mass media companies, tsaka advertising. Gusto nila maglalagay na lang ng phrase, unless otherwise provided by law. Ano bang ibig sabihin nun? Ngayon kasi, yung constitution natin, sinasabi niya na dapat Pilipino lang or karamihan ay dapat Pilipino ang mag-oon or magmamanage ng mga industriyang ito. Kapag nalagay mo yung unless otherwise provided by law, binibigyan natin ng kapangyarihan yung mga lawmaker natin na magpasa ng batas na mag-aallow sa mas maraming foreigners na magkaroon ng mas maraming shares or ownership or stake dun sa mga kompanya or magkaroon ng mas maraming ownership dun sa mga sectors na ito. Kailangan natin inote, hindi pa sinasabi ngayon ng mga kongresista gano'n kalaki yung magiging different. Kasi maroon tayong 60-40 ownership rule, 60% Filipinos, 40% foreigners. Hindi, na sin- hindi nila binabago yung numbers. Parang binibigyan lang nila ng leeway or legroom eventually yung sarili nila para magpasa ng bata. So yung contention nila is hindi na kami nag impose pa Binibigyan lang natin ng opportunity ang ekonomiya natin na maging open sa foreign investors. At yung latest uh, reasoning nila for pushing for charter change ay dahil kailangan ng mas maraming investments sa dumating sa Pilipinas dahil may coronavirus pandemic. Pag mas madami daw foreign investors, mas makaka-recover yung ekonomiya natin, mas maraming magkakaroon uli ng trabaho, mag-flow uli yung pera, makakabangon daw uli yung mga Pilipino. Yan, yan yung reasoning ng ating mga kongresista. Bale, nagpasa na yung House Committee on Constitutional Amendments ng Resolution of Both Houses number no. 2. So, yung mga sinabi kong industriya kanina, katulad ng natural resources, public utilities, educational institutions, mass media companies, advertising companies, gusto nilang dagdagan ng linyang unless otherwise provided by law. Dapat kasama yung land. Mm-hmm. Kaso, tinanggal nila yon bago nila ipasa, kahit yung mga pro-chacha, pro-economic chacha, sinasabi nila, huwag isama yung land kasi ano yan, kumbaga emotional issue siya para sa mga Pilipino, sabi ni Finance Secretary Carlos Dominguez kasi di ba may experience tayo ng mga foreigners take, literally taking our land from Filipino. So, kaya tinanggal nila yon So, parang from what you mentioned, parang focus sa economy talaga, no? Ano yung mm-hmm. effort itong bago? How does this compare sa previous ones under Duterte? Kasi we know parang in the past 
four years, five years, and Duterte, and daming beses na parang nag-bring up ng charter change. I remember, may for federalism, kung ano-ano pa. So, ano yung big difference nila? Like, in terms of siguro intensity? Si President Duterte kasi, nangangampanya pa lang siya bilang Pangulo. Gusto niya na talagang baguhin talaga yung sistema ng gobyerno natin gawing federalism. Mm-hmm. Yung federalism, kumaga, yung Pilipinas, i-divide siya into different autonomous states. So, yung mga region magiging sariling autonomous states siya. May kapangyarihan yung mga local officials na gumawa ng sarili nilang batas, uh, makolekta ng sarili nilang taxes. Tapos, kumaga parang may national government pa din, pero mas may authority yung mga states. Matagal niya ng gusto ito. And kaya para mabago yung sistema ng gobyerno ng Pilipinas into federalism, required na mabago dapat yung constitution. So, nung simula, 2016 pa lang, yun na yung pinopush ni President Duterte. Mm-mm. So, may kita natin, most of the four speakers, house speakers, that were elected under Duterte, three of them have tried to pursue charter change. But as you said, different intensities. Yung una, si former Speaker Pantaleon Alvarez, nakapagpasa agad yung Kamara, yung Kongreso, ng joint resolution calling Congress to convene itself into a constituent assembly. Yung Tinatawag din natin CONAS, isa yan sa tatlong modes para pwedeng ma-amend, meaning magbago ng certain parts of the Constitution or mag-revise ng Constitution, meaning babaguhin mo talaga. Yun. Kaso, hindi yun nag-fly kasi ayaw ng mga senador. Mm-hmm. Tapos, nung nakudita si Alvarez, trinay uli naman nung pumalit sa kanya, si former president turned speaker Gloria Macapagal-Arroyo. Yung under Arroyo time na resolution of both houses 15, yun yung pinaka- Siguro closest under Duterte kasi hindi lang nag, yung resolution na ginawa ni Arroyo, siya mismo yung, yung primary author, hindi lang niya kinukol yung Congress to convene to a con as nag-formulate talaga mismo si Arroyo ng bagong federal charter. May mga specific uh, paano, paano yung bagong division ng states, ilan yung paano yung division ng senador. Yung senators kasi natin ngayon, di ba, parang elected sila nationally. Doon sa proposal ni Arroyo, nakadepende sa number of regions number of autonomous states. So, may ganun ng specific. Again, hindi siya nag-fly kasi ayaw din ng Senado at the time. Nung pumasok yung 2019 elections, may bagong new set of lawmakers na naman, naging speaker si taging congressman Alan Peter Cayetano. Binuhay uli yung, yung charter change. Ngayon, parang 2019 na yun, midterm na ni Duterte, so nag adjust na yung mga lawmakers kasi nauubos na yung panahon nila. So, they started to just amend certain parts of the Constitution. Kahit yung Department of the Interior and Local Government, yung agency natin primarily to push sana for federalism, they sort of realized, accepted, agreed na ah, parang hindi na mapupush yung federalism, so magpapas na lang tayo ng certain amendments. Mm-hmm. So, under Cayetano, tinignan nila iba't ibang proposals from DILG. Yung meron silang task force na FENORM for federalism. Kinonsinor din nila yung mga proposals galing sa League of Municipalities of the Philippines. In December 2019, yung House Constitutional Amendments Panel, nagpasa ng resolution, nag-extend ng terms ng mga House members, uh, babawasan yung term ng mga senador at mag-open up yung economy to the foreigners, similar to the latest push. Pero hindi yun nag-fly kasi in-approve nila yun in an executive meeting. So, yung hearings nila public, pero yung final approval, 
biglang kinol tapos closed doors. So, syempre, nung nireport ng media, they had to recall it back. Nireopen yung hearings ng January 2020 and then they continued to have public hearings. Kaso, dumating ang COVID-19 pandemic. They had to... Then, Speaker Cayetano said, okay, nina tayo magchachacha kasi kailangan natin mag-focus sa pandemic. But, you know, I think it as a reporter covering the House, I think there's also the realization then with the former Speaker that this will probably not fly. And then, nakudita din <laughs> si, si Cayetano uh, last year, October 2020, pinalita naman si current Speaker Lord Alan Velasco. Menander Velasco, tinuloy yung charter change. Ito kasing si Congressman Velasco, 2019 pa lang, nag-file na siya ng resolution of both houses number two na nagpo-propose niyo nga nitong bagong economic charter change push na magdadagdag na lang ng linyang unless otherwise provided by law para ma-open up yung ekonomiya sa mga foreign investors. So, makikita natin from 2016, parang nagiging less drastic yung mga changes na ginagawa nila sa pag-aamenda sa Constitution. Ano yan, part kasi yan ng, I think it's also their realizations na ayaw ng tao masyadong-syadong radical yung federalism, so mag-adjust tayo. Parang ito, itong fact na ang dami-dami beses sila nag-try na mag-charge changes, hindi nag-fly, hindi nag-stick. Parang what does this say about the Duterte administration? Or siguro, aside from the Duterte administration, siguro about the Congress or the people in Congress or siguro yung mechanisms within Congress? I think it's what it says about the Duterte government is that they are not able to convince the people to agree to something that radically changes the way the government is going to be run, the way the Filipinos' lives are going to run for the rest of their lives, perhaps. Kumagawala yung political will, yung political muscle pagdating sa ganon. Nandito na tayo sa 2021, isang taon na lang matatapos na yung term ni Duterte. At nung siya ay tumatakbong kandidato, talagang binibida niya yung federalism. Pero hanggang ngayon, hindi pa rin siya nagkakatotoo. For me, it also indicates that the president's political will isn't as strong as they are touting it to be. Because he has a lot of allies in the House, mm-hmm. also in the Senate. But, you know, it's been five years and they're still not able to push for charter change. At least, with changing the Constitution, mahina doon si Duterte. And I think it's also rooted because, you know, the people aren't supporting it. Lalo na ngayon, na timingan pa, may pandemic pa. And I do believe that local officials would rather just focus on saving their citizens from the disease than convincing their residents to support charter change para yung mga kongresista at senador natin ay uh, will push for it. So parang Mara, what is at stake here ba? Na nakikita mo na parang madami nagsasound off. Kasi I remember nung napasa di ba yung sa committee, kasabay siya ng ang dami nangyayari di ba last Tuesday, tama ba? <laughs> kasabay ng oral uh-huh. arguments sa Supreme Court. Uh-huh. Pero at the same time, naging maingay pa rin siya sa social media, sa internet eh. Parang uh-huh. for you, siguro, as, as you covered the House or the Senate, Congress, what is at stake here? Siguro, uh, if ikakontextualize mo siya sa lahat ng nangyayari sa Pilipinas ngayon. Alam mo, marami na nang nagsasabi din ito, hindi lang naman siya galing sa akin. Pag babaguhin mo kasi yung constitution, napaka-importante nung aspeto ng timing. Sabi ni former Ateneo School of Government team Tony Lavinia, hindi siya necessarily against changing the constitution, pero sinabi niya na yung timing kasi, napaka-importante niya kasi pag ginawa siya sa start ng term ng Pangulo, 
Then parang genuine pa yung intentions na sasabihin nila na, oh, we want to improve the economy, we want to improve the lives of the Filipinos, so, so, so. Pero kapag ginagawa na siya sa dulo, literally dulo, patapos na yung term ng, hindi lang ng Pangulo eh, nung mismong mga congressman, nung mismong senador, you can't help but be suspicious na yung gusto nilang mangyari ay i-extend yung term nila. Kasi mm-hmm. pag nag-convene yung ating mga lawmakers into a constituent assembly, Kahit pasabihin nila na on the economic provisions lang yung babaguhin namin, wala namang makakapagpigil sa kanila na bigla na lang may tatayo doon. Hindi, gusto ko mag-extend yung term natin for another three years. At pag ginagawa mo yun sa dulo, hindi mo na maalis yung worry na yun, yung takot na yun ng mga tao. At hindi lang ito under the Duterte administration, past attempts and past presidencies. Kano na din yung mga nangyayari. This isn't the first time that charter change was attempted in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And lagi siya nagsisail dahil sa timing, dahil siya gusto ng tao. And then parang, I remember reading articles na sinulit mo, na tweet mo na parang may mga nagkasabi din ng mga lawmakers na this is for the economy because mm-hmm. we want to help our country improve. Kasi nga nagka-pandemic, nagka-recession. Pero parang taliwas sa mga sinasabi ng mga experts eh. Can you tell me, ano pa yung mga ibang sinasabi ng mga analysts regarding dito sa latest effort ng Chacha under Duterte? Doon muna tayo sa pro-argument. Totoo ah. naman kasi na yung ekonomiya ng Pilipinas perceived siya by the international investment community as one of the strictest in the ASEAN region. For example, ayun dun sa Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, pagdating dun sa index nila or yung ranking nila kung gaano ka-strict yung FDI or foreign direct investments ng mga bansa. Number 4 out of 84 countries yung Pilipinas so sobrang strict, ba? Tapos yung mga karatig bansa natin like Vietnam, Myanmar, Singapore, tsaka Cambodia nasa lower part sila nung list. So less restrictive nga. So tama naman, hindi naman sila nag-fishnungalag dun sa part na yon. Si Finance Secretary Carlos Dominguez sinasabi niya na essentially yung argument din kasi ng mga pro-economic chacha lawmakers na kapag napaka-strict nung fundamental law of the land mo pagdating sa foreign investors, hindi na sila pupunta sa bansa mo. Ang daming restrictions sa kanda na lang ako mag invest sa ibang bansa. Ganun naman tayo, di ba? Kung saan mas madali, doon ka. Kung saan mas kikita, doon ka pupunta, doon ka magbibigay ng trabaho. Toon naman yon. Ang sinasabi naman ng mga ibang critics na economic chacha, hindi kasi automatic yun. Ang ginagamit kasi nilang reasoning ngayon ay kailangan natin ng foreign investments dahil may pandemya. Ang arguments naman ng mga critics ng chacha, kahit naman ipasa natin, say, maipasa nila itong economic chacha resolution, hindi naman agad dadating yung foreign investors kasi hello, may pandemic. Kahit i-open mo yung economy, ilalagay mo unless otherwise provided by law phrase sa constitution. Bibigyan mo lang ng chance yung lawmakers na magpasa ng batas. At matagal magpasa ng batas sa Pilipinas kahit pa yung mga nire-railroad. Buwan yung inaabot kasi dadaan ng committee, dadaan ng first reading, second reading, third reading, dadaan din ng pre-reading sa Senate. Matagal siyang proseso. Eh, ang kailangan ng tao ngayon, pera para mapahain yung mga anak nila kasi walang trabaho, nawalan ng trabaho dahil sa pandemic. At saka latest twist lang ito, itong COVID nating pandemic, totoo, ginagamit lang talaga siya para ma-justify uli yung push for economic charter change. May mga experts sila nagsasabi na ngayon ka po ba mag-welcome ng foreign investors? The global trade is in flux because of the pandemic. It's not only the Philippines that's suffering from the pandemic. Other countries are suffering from the pandemic. Ang dami pang issue, halimbawa, pagdating sa COVID-19 vaccines pa lang, di ba, nag-aawayan yung EU, tsaka yung AstraZeneca, di ba, pagdating sa importation. And magulo pa. So ngayon, walang garantiya na 
makakapagbigay ka agad ng trabaho. So, ang sinasabi ng mga economic charter change critics, kung ang goal nyo is makapagbigay ng trabaho, then hindi dapat charter change yung uh, remedy nyo for that. Sinasabi din nila, if, if the goal is to attract foreign investors, pwede namang gawin yun by just passing a regular law. Hindi mo kailangan dumaan sa pagbabago ng constitution kasi mas complicated yun. Bakit siya complicated? Okay. The most that our congressmen and our senators can propose amendments. Mm-hmm. So, pag na-finalize na nila yung amendments na yun, big sabihin, nakaboto na yung three-fourths ng entire House, three-fourths ng entire Senate in favor of this economic charter change. Nadaan pa yan sa plebiscito, which is conduct of a different elections where the people will have to vote if they want this amendment or not. So, ultimately, tayong mga Pilipino pa rin yung magde-decide kung gusto ba natin yun o hindi. And can you imagine, an- yung logistics pa lang nun, yeah. pera pa yun. And di ba, Pilipinas, napakalaking issue ngayon ng pera dahil nasa pandemic tayo, COVID vaccines nga, hindi natin mabili ng maayos. So, yun yung rason din ng mga anti-chacha critics ngayon na parang mas mabuti na mag-focus na lang tayo sa pagsagot sa pandemic instead of pursuing chacha now. Dapat, pinursu na lang sa earlier. Eh, kaso yun ka, marami din political obstacles na, na experience si Duterte at yung kanyang mga kaalyado sa Kongreso kaya hindi pumapasa. Parang ano, no? It's hard not to feel na parang, eto na yung parang last resort nila. Parang if they were really genuine, dapat ginawa na nila noon pa tama na instead of focusing on federalism, why not focus on this if ito yung gusto nilang mangyari? Pero eventually, feeling ko na wala na sila ng parang bala kaya anything to just jumpstart the process siguro. Mm-mm. And kailangan pala nating inote na itong si Duterte nakipag-meet siya sa mga leaders ng Congress December 1, 2020. At inutusan niya ulit na yung option ng charter change. Hindi para sagutin yung problem natin sa ekonomiya, but actually para ano tanggalin sa party list system yung ating mga progressive lawmakers na critical sa sa administrasyon. Nung sin- binigay niya instruction na maybe you can pursue charter change, change the constitution para maamendahan yung party list law in a bid to remove the progressives from the system, pwede niyo na rin i-pursue yung economic chacha. So, kahit yung motivations ni Duterte, yeah. it's political actually. Uh-huh. At Senate President Tito Soto, sabi niya, and even the party list lawmakers na kaalado ni Duterte, sabi nila, we can amend the party list law even without chacha. Diba? No. So, ano yun, talagang there is enough reason for us to question their intentions. But at least in the House, there is a commitment from ranking lawmakers and the Speaker himself that they're only going to touch the economic provisions. And nakita naman natin yun dun sa pinasa nila uh, nitong February 2 na economic provisions lang talaga. Pero we can't say, pag dinat- dumating na sa plenary, pwede pa rin magpasok. <laughs> pag dumating sa no, plenary, pwede lang. Oo, oh, oh, pwede pa. Mm-hmm. Ang daming nuances ng panibagong charity change push na to, no? Kasi parang siya magiging Pandora's box na pag nag-open kung ano yes. mangyayari. But before we mm-hmm. dive further into the issue, let's take a short break and listen to some Rappler Podcast overviews. Next time, wag ninyo akong pariginigin ng revolusyon. Naku, Diyos ko. Yan ang mas delikado sa COVID. Eh, kung mag-revolusyon kayo, you will give me the free ticket to stage a counter-revolution. How I wish you would do it. Don't understand what President Rodrigo Duterte is saying? Want to know the story behind his words? Listen to Seat of Power, Rappler's political podcast about the Duterte presidency. Hosted by me, P. Renada, Rappler's Malacanang Beat Reporter. 
I mean, a lot of people, but not much a lot, but I know that there are some people who would happily use I'm polyamorous label to basically justify anything, mm. to justify sleeping around, to justify not committing, but that flies in the face naman of how we see it. It's my choice not to be a mother, but I'm not, it's not dissing on, mothers, dissing yeah. on motherhood, uh, about, on parenthood. Like purely person-to-person -person basis. Uh -oh. I'm Marguerite Leon, host of Rappler's I've Got an Opinion, where I speak to ordinary people who have a lot to say about extraordinary issues. Listen in every other Wednesday at 8 p.m. on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Hi, welcome back to News Break Beyond the Stories. I am Judas Cavillan, and we're here with Mara Cepeda. We've been talking about the latest push for gender change under Duterte. Mara, you've covered Congress for years now. <laughs> but of course, you've had your fair share of gender change issues in the past. I feel expert ka na dyan, eh. so dami nang ginagawa under Duterte. Pero parang I read your story, read your story, nafe-feel ko na nag-edit ka na mas may chance ito kung mag-stick compared to previous. So parang tanong ko, anong meron dito sa push na to na tingin mo nagkakaroon ng chance? Kasi in the past, kahit yung Senate President, hindi sila open to amending the Constitution or revising the Constitution. This time, yung difference, mukhang yung mga senador ayaw pa rin nila. Kasi the past attempts under Duterte, namamatay yung chacha kasi pagdating sa Senado, ah, wala. They won't act on it. They're not acting it. They're literally saying it's going to be dead on arrival in the Senate. Ang difference this time is that Senate President Tito Soto is open to the compromise offered by the Speaker na, o oh, sige, add na lang yung unless otherwise provided by law. Hmm. Ang problema kasi, that's just the Senate President. That's just Tito Soto. And Tito Soto is a veteran politician who knows he is a leader of a chamber where ultimately it's all about the numbers. So pag ayaw pa rin ng mga colleagues niya na magchacha, hindi niya ipupush, di ba? Tito Soto will be hard-pressed to convince the other senators to push for economic chacha. The difference is that, you know, the Senate President is open. But the other senators are still not open to it. They're questioning the timing, they're questioning the propriety, or if tama bang nag-discuss tayo ng cha-cha, eh, may pandemic. Uh -huh. And parang malaki issue ba yung uh, way ng voting? Kasi I remember in the past, I think 2018, uh, naging malaki issue na parang ayaw mag, parang nagkaroon ng issue sa how boboto yung kongreso, ang asawul ba or separate chambers? Kasi di ba, nagkaroon ng uh, parang mawawalan ng saysay yung, yung boto ng Senado. No? Can you tell me about this? Okay. Classic argument yan between the House and the Senate, yung whether one, magko-convene sila jointly or separately, meaning mag-meet sila to discuss constitution amendments jointly, meaning nasa isang hall sila or separately. Parang yung ginagawa nila ngayon, separate silang nag-uusap, tapos pag nagpapasa sa kal, tapos magpapasa sila separately. Then, uh, then yung second is whether they are going to vote jointly or, or separately. So, itong discussion, itong debate na ito, ay nag exist pa rin siya hanggang ngayon. Ang stand ng House is that there's no need for them to convene jointly. At least, yan yung stand ni House Constitutional Amendments Chair Alfredo Garbin. They should be doing it separately. Katulad ng ginagawa nila ngayon, may discussion sa House, may discussion sa Senate. Pero para ma-meet yung requirement ng Constitution, kailangan pag nag-final reading na yung doon sa resolution, three-fourths dapat ng House yung mag yes at three-fourths ng Senate ang mag yes din. So, separate meeting, separate sila magkakondin, separate din yung pag-vote. Pero actually, what's interesting is kahit yung mga constitutionalist like uh, former Justice Ascuna na pro-economic chacha, sinasabi niya na hindi, kailangan mag-meet pa rin kayo jointly. Ang issue kasi sa Constitution, silent siya on whether mag-vote jointly or separately or mag-meet 
jointly or separately yung Congress. Bago pa man madiscuss yung mga proposed yeah. amendment, naroon ng debate dun sa manner. Kung ako ay anti-chacha, ibibring up ko lagi yung debate na yan kasi it would stall the the discussion. Mm-hmm. So, ang point ni Justice Asku, na kailangan pa rin yung mag-meet kasi sinasabi niya na dun nga sa issue ng martial law, ang mga senador pumunta sa batasan. Tapos nag-convene sila, nag-meet sila, they discussed merits of declaring martial law in Mindanao, nung nagka-Marawi siege, pero nung botahan, separate yung voting. Ang uh-huh. arguments kasi ng senators, pag nag-vote sila jointly, outnumbered sila, kahit pa 24 yung senators na, let's say, mag-no sa cha-cha. If you compare it to the almost 300 kongs, pag nag-vote sila jointly, parang irrelevant yung boto nila, kasi ang kalaban nila 300 plus. Kung voting separately kasi, una, mas may weight yung voting powers ng senators. Ibig sabihin, kapag si House nag-yes, pero si Senate nag-no, patay ang cha-cha. So, may mga congressman tuloy na nag-argue na, yung voting natin, <laughs> gawin na lang natin joint. Kasi pag hindi tayo nag-joint, we can do all the efforts in the House, tapos pag umayaw ang senador, eh, wala, sayang yung effort. So, yeah. nandun pa rin, paulit-ulit yung debate na yun. That's why, you know, charter change is very divisive. It's a long process. That's why some people are really questioning why are you pursuing it now? Ipatapos na yung term ni Duterte. Parang dyan sa issue ng voting, parang egos are at play rin dyan, no? Yes, yes, yes. Kasi kahit allies mo na, ayaw mo pa rin magpalamang sa nila eh. Oo. And syempre, hindi mo matatanggal sa concerns ng lawmakers that the next elections is coming up. So no. they are also concerned na ano, may mababago ba dun sa provisions in terms of their term, term limits, term extension, paano ba will it, paano maapektuhan yung possible campaign nila. So that's why they're also very careful in pursuing for Chacha. Siguro, kapag Duterte really meets with the Congress leaders again and says, no, you have to do this. This is my final, you have to do it. Hook or by crook. Then baka may chance. Mm-hmm. Pero hanggang walang ganong clear order from the President, Alimbawa, yung ABS-CBN, pinasara siya ng house kasi very clear si Duterte na ayaw ko sa ABS. Huwag niyo yung renew. Diba? Decisive eh. E dito sa Chacha, parang uh, so-so lang siya. Hmm. So I think the senators will have their reservations if not outright opposed to it until Duterte actually says, hindi, gawin niyo to. Eh hmm. ngayon, hindi pa ginagawa ni Duterte. So I'm sure Duterte is also calculating you know, the prospects and the timing. Ano pa ba yung ways or factors na mag-determine whether or not this will even stand a chance. Mag-start ng process na magkaroon ng plebiscit and all that. Mag- eventually, ma-realize yung gustong mangyari na charter change. Parang ano yung factors? Yung charter change kasi ngayon sa house, done deal na siya. Hindi ako magugulat kung mapapasa siya. Magugulat ako pag hindi siya mapapasa kasi ah. may blessing na nung speaker eh. Sa house kasi pag may blessing ng speaker tas may support ng political party leaders, yun na yun. Yun na yung boto. Kasi yung pagboto sa House, the Speaker will meet with the party leaders, bibigay siya ng marching orders, pag pumayag sina party leaders, bibigay nila yung instruction nila sa party mates nila, tapos the party will vote whatever their leaders tell them to do. Mm-hmm. Eh, may ganun ng commitments mga party leaders. So, done deal na siya sa House. It's feeling ko factor will be the senators. The senators will spell the death or the final push for charter change. If they say yes this time, then magkakanon tayo ng cha-cha kahit patapos na yung term with Duterte. Pero if they still, you know, put their foot down and say, no, we're not going to push for charter change like we did in the past years. Parang all boils down sa kung anong gustong gawin ng Senate ngayon. Yes. And I think what would convince the senators is if there's a clear signal, clear instruction from the President na this is what I want. 
Pag ganun, then yung mga kaalyan niya talaga sa Senado ay mag-lobby harder. But the dynamics in the Senate kasi is very different. Mas may weight yung individual votes nila. So yung dynamics ng pag-vote different sa House. Pero magiging factor talaga pag mas decisive si Duterte. Lalo na pag behind closed doors na instruction na please push for charter changes sa Taiwan. Pero hanggat walang ganun, hindi magtatrabaho yung mga kaalyado ni Duterte for economic charter change. Kailangan mm. nila i-weigh yung public sentiment kasi mag election na eh. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So it can make or break what their public image if they push for this then na parang cha-cha. At least parang hindi siya ganun ka-popular issue among Filipinos. Uh-oh. Wala kasing public clamor. Ano pa man sabihin ng mga pro-economic cha-cha? Walang public clamor for cha-cha right now. Uh-huh. Kasi, you know, it's not just dahil may pandemic. Pero nung inintroduce yung economic cha-cha, I don't see people, you know, organically posting their supporting it. Or may sinabmit na signatures yung DILG na they're in favor of amending certain parts of the constitution mga half a million signatures yon pero these were signatures that they collected over time hindi nila kinolect ng january tapos biglang 500,000 yung nag-sign parang they were collecting these signatures since the start of the Duterte campaign for federalism so diba pa wala talagang public clamor i mean let, let's face wala kaya mahirap mahirap siyang i-push Napagod na rin siguro yung mga tao, no? Kasi, in the beginning, federalism, federalism, and then kung ano-anong, yan, yeah, tapos bilang ngayon, economics, so parang, ano ba, parang hindi nyo na nagawa yung federalism, how are we, like, ano bang aasa natin sa church change na gusto nyo gawin ngayon? Pero syempre, syempre, worry pa rin tayo, kasi pwedeng magbago yung tide ng public opinion, na oh, sige na nga, isa na, ito lang naman yung babaguhin, sige na nga, isupport na natin. Hmm. Pero sa ngayon, I think the people are pretty much preoccupied with the pandemic <laughs> that changing the constitution is the least of their concerns. I mean, I think I'm not just speaking as, you know, as myself. I think hindi ganun kalakas yung push, like no one's taking it to the streets, or diba, parang wala talagang public lamor. And siguro Mara, may next question. What's your siguro best and worst case scenario regarding this latest cha-cha push for some reason na mag-succeed siya? Ano yung parang kinakatakot mong mangyari? Or ano yung parang at the very least expectation mong mangyari? Ako, yung fear ko as a Filipino citizen is that kapag dumating na sa plenary, meaning the entire House and the entire Senate begin discussing and proposing amendments, my fear is that at some point, one of them will say, I want to introduce this amendment extending our term or extending the term of the president or something so drastic that ensures that they expand or extend their power. Hindi mo kasi mapipigilan yun eh. Once Congress convenes itself, itself into a constituent assembly, they can do anything. They yeah. can change anything. Yun yung fear ko, that at some point, someone will renegade on the we're just going to touch the economic provisions commitment and propose something that's beyond that, something that will indicate they're trying to abuse their power again. Scary. Scary thought yan, no? Parang naiimali ko magi open season sa plenary pag sunod-sunod sila mag-introduce. So, parang in line with that, with your uh, worst-case scenario, what should the public watch out for in the coming weeks or months regarding this? I assume, uh, mabilis na yan gagalaw considering na nakapasa na yan sa committee level. In the House, you can expect the debates to start siguro as early as the week of February 9-13. A committee chairperson, Garbin, said that nakadepende kasi napasa nila yung committee report tapos ibibigay na lang nila yun sa Committee on Rules. Uh, yun yung committee na chinichair ni House Majority Leader Martin Romualdez. Essentially, yung rule nila is to calendar ano yung mga bills na ilalagay sa plenary. So, 
the earliest that tina target nila is the week nga of next week, February 9 to 13, pre Valentine's Day week, to start na yung debate sa house. And then, God knows how long they want the debates to go on. It can go as short as several days to as long as several months. If they will follow the timeline of the speaker, gusto kasi ni Speaker Velasco, yung plebiscite for the proposed amendments mag-coincide with the 2022 elections. So, isa pa nila yung defense, ah, we're not out to extend our terms kasi nga gusto namin yung plebiscite sa sabay sa 2022 elections. Uh-huh. Pero yung logistics nun, hindi nila din i-discuss kasi hindi nila problema yun, problema yun ng COMELEC kung nag uh-huh. So, kailangan nilang matapos yun several weeks lang to give the Senate enough time to debate on it also. Ngayon, sa Senate, first ever hearing ng Senate Committee on Constitutional Amendments chaired by Opposition Senator Kiko Pangilinan. Last week, wala pang schedule for another hearing. And the way the discussions dun sa Senate, lumalabas dun yung sentiments ng mga senador na we're, we have reservations about it. Parang kung ang goal is to attract foreign investors, let's just pass bills. Pag na yung chacha. Parang ganun yung sentiments so far ng mga senators. So, The next few weeks, expect congressmen and congresswomen to debate on their economic charter change resolution and they'll likely pass it in a couple of weeks. The Senate is something that we should watch out for to see if they will maintain being against, generally being against Chacho or somehow they will change their minds. If the senators change their minds, then we can expect charter change to happen under Duterte. Grabe, no? Parang last two minutes silang gumagada. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. Perfect analogy. Last two minutes. Nagcramming sila, no? And we know naman, like, <laughs> they usually output pag nagkakram ka ng malala. So, so, kailangan mag-iingat tayo mga Pilipino kasi ultimately, it's our fundamental law of the land. Kailangan natin mag-iingat. You have to protect the Constitution because it protects our right. It stops abuse by our lawmakers. And so we have to care about this issue. Kahit may pandemic ngayon, kailangan ba nabantayan natin yung mga lawmakers natin. So on that note, thank you, Myra, for this very decisive and wide na explain sa atin kung ano yung mga information and important updates pagdating sa charter change na to na nangyayari. Sabi mo nga, sa gitna ng pandemia, sa gitna ng malawakang war on dissent ng presidente, may charter change. So, pag nagkaroon na naman ng updates, tatawagin ulit kita para mag-explain ulit sa amin kung anong mangyayari na naman. So, thank you ulit, Myra, for joining me today and for giving us this important context updates regarding Chacha under Duterte, the last one, hopefully, under storm. And thanks for having me, Janice. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. If you would like to be updated on this and other issues, huwag ka alamutan na i-follow ang Rapper News Breaks sa Facebook, pati na rin sa Twitter. Kung gusto mo naman ng access sa mga content and events exclusive, you can join Rapper Plus. Plus is a community where we discuss and get deeper insights to the issues we face today. Pwede ka sumali by visiting rapper.com slash plus. Kung gusto mo naman na mag-suggest ng topic na pwede na may discuss sa podcast na ito, pwede ka mag-email sa investigative at rapper.com. Again, that's investigative at rapper.com. Again, I'm Jodes Cavillan and this is Newsbreak Beyond the Stories. <music>